the path doesn't have to be straight. We have a lot more information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome to another amazing episode of We Get Real AF. I'm Vanessa Alava. And I'm Sue Robinson. Please remember to take a moment to like, rate, and subscribe to the show. Today we are talking sports training recovery and AI with a femtech entrepreneur whose life mission is to make both women and men change their vision of what a woman is. Not a cute, fragile little thing, but a kick-ass, life-fighter, adventurer human. And that is a direct quote. Helene Guillaume is a founder and CEO of Wild AI, a training app providing knowledge, support, and power specifically for women to perform their best. Helene, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much, Vanessa and Sue. I'm very excited to be on the podcast and I love the name of your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey that's led you to Wild AI. So I grew up a bit everywhere and I studied mathematics and financial risk. I was a quantum hedge fund and an management consultant in tech. And in parallel of that, I've always been doing sports. I was doing like swimming a lot when I was a kid and um, riding reformed racehorses with my father, skiing. And I was then a rugby player. And then I got into endurance sports, uh, doing ultra marathons, 100K running races, triathlons, and ice swimming. And basically, um, I, from my background in finance, using large amount of data to take smart investment decisions, I saw this massive gap in personal health and that basically we were not understanding our bodies whereas we we did have a lot of data sets so merge my background in data science and like love for like sports and understanding my body and created uh, wild ai from there so the metrics that have historically been used to guide or inform sports trainers and coaches and doctors for the recovery and training of athletes has been based off of solely males. And that's where the disconnect is. So explain, you know, some of the intricacies of the wild AI and the solution that it brings to um, sports and activity training devices or tracking devices. Yeah. So today, 80% of the medical research still done on male mice. And basically, it's been like widely accepted and and understood that um, it's okay uh, to apply then these learnings to the female body. So we would uh, do research and then um, uh, test everything on me- on male mice, on men, and then basically expand it to to women. But obviously, like the female body is very different. So. It sounds very obvious, but uh, but basically, like, that's the that's the norm in, in research still. So we've done research on what is a woman and then uh, translated research into our app, helping women train, fuel and recover based on the menstrual cycle or now, which is new, uh, based on the symptoms if they are in perimenopause, menopause. The only like three blocks of that, of the app, are the knowledge, research and uh, data that feeds our, API, our app 
what is really interesting is like women are using all these product services devices like O-Ring, Whoop, Apple Watch, etc. Or like nutrition app, like a nutrition app would tell me like follow this diet and day after day, but it doesn't take into consideration my menstrual cycle. So actually like then again, like it takes, it tells me a diet and I would follow that, but actually I'm actually going against the body. So what do we help? So like the idea is like the next stage for us is like helping all product services devices to have these underlying free blocks as well, product, uh, the knowledge, the algorithm and data to be able to uh, femalize all of the products. You know, you know, you know, there's like health and female health, sports and female sports, and there is tech and female tech. And like tech that is not female tech today is not female tech. So there, we should really be femalized, like it doesn't really exist that word, but femalize uh, all the tech. And uh, that's what we are aiming to do. What are some of the big difference? I mean, obviously women and men have very different body chemistries, but how does that impact how we train and how we recover? I mean, is it strictly tied to our monthly cycles and certain times of the month are better than others? Or are there other kinds of nuances that we don't necessarily think about, but actually make a huge difference in how women should train and how their bodies respond to training? And it's funny because like people actually struggle to say beyond the obvious uh, physical differences, like having boobs or no boobs, but the reality is like it goes much beyond that. So if you look at not only the menstrual cycle, but like even from the life stages of women, so like from the very early time where we are going through puberty, boys are going through puberty and they build up muscles and strength and basically upwards from there as a girl. The second time you go, like you have your periods, that's cool. Like you have, you are asked as the other kids to run around and like, and it hurts and you bleed and you, you don't really understand, but that's that's what, what is happening and you have to fight against your body and and your body goes through these massive um, changes. So like as a young girl and as a young woman, and then you can try to get pregnant, post, post-pregnancy, massive difference. Like the female body has just created a human. So like it goes through these massive, massive changes. And then um, as you, you get settled and you, you start understanding this menstrual cycle, like for four years, you, you then hit perimenopause and then for 10 years and then you are in menopause and the body changes constantly. And for 40 years, we have this menstrual cycle, which makes the body extremely different and the needs of the body very different as well. So to give you some examples, like some women are bloated or like constipated, I have like diarrhea. We, we never need to have that. Like if you understand what the body needs, you can actually fuel it correctly. To give you some examples before periods, uh, some women might be bloated, so you need increased hydration and electrolytes. Before relation, we metabolize carbs really well. After relation, we need a lot of fats. If you're not providing that because you're going into what a lot of women do, Carry restriction because they think that that's going to be good for them to lose weight. They basically trigger uh, like the starvation mode um, aspects in the female brain, which means uh, stocking up. So basically, if you look at the man and the woman starting training together, the guy is getting like leaner and fitter as he's eating proteins and carbs, and the woman is uh, gaining body belly fat as she's eating less and training more. And uh, and the reason is because we are very sensitive as a body to what we are putting in it. And so understanding how, what to eat around uh, the menstrual cycle and how to exercise and how to recover optimally. Uh, actually, like if you're not, it's basically understanding a machine, like if it, you understand well, uh, like a car, if it needs diesel or petrol, like it, it is very different. And as a woman, that's what it is. So that's the research we've done behind and providing you day after day knowledge on how to work around that. There are some ways in which women have actually 
competitive advantages over men, right? Like I, I think I read somewhere on your website that women are better at endurance sports or like if they understand how to how to work with their body chemistry, that we are naturally uh, inclined to be better at certain types of activities. Can you talk about that? A lot of what comes to, when it comes to women is like, is the messaging, like it's about marketing. The marketing on women has been like, oh, you have this body that we don't understand. People love joking about it. Like, oh, women are so complicated to understand. They're hormonal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they're like weak and they're like moody and bitchy, etc. Well, that's like one side of the marketing. But I think like if you actually look at the reality, a woman is like, is, is like a superhuman. Like a woman can create another human while she's doing that. She's running and she can run a company and, and carrying another child and like still her brain is fully functioning. I mean, like, that's a woman like there is so like we are we want to redefine uh, how men and women are considering what is a woman there's very little uh, knowledge on the female body and what we hear is like well you're smaller so you and and so you're basically less good but um first of all like in some sports we are uh, we have an advantage so the longer the race the more uh, competitive we are so like quite hardcore endurance races women are becoming actually better. So very long uh, distance swim races or very long distance uh, running races, like ultra marathons. There was this woman like 256 miles, I think. And she won from like 16 hours from her like male competitor. I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but I think it like, was around these numbers. And the reason is because like the female body is like super endurance. And if you look at the female physiology again, like we stock fats and that's great. Uh, it's it's If you look at what people who uh, believe is like the ideal is actually a very endogenous uh, body. Like having a female body with no fats is not, uh, first of all, it's not the nature of female, but it's also like very endogenous. What women themselves consider as a, as a name, because like if you look at professional athletes, like Serena Williams, she's like this super powerful woman. She's not thin. If you look at cyclists, like they're not necessarily, you know, like a man would be like really rip, uh, a pro cyclist, she's not rip. She's like, she has these super powerful legs, but it's also, it has like a storage of fats as well. And, and we, as women, we are, we are able to, uh, go in those fats to, to generate strength over a very long period of time. So that's like one, one thing that is, that is really interesting in sports. Another one is that if you look at boxing, like you have heavyweight and lightweight and both sports are really interesting. But then when you look at female sports versus male sport, they would say, oh, it's less interesting because women. I think it's like if, if it's two different sports, we are smaller, so I'm more agile possibly, but, and, and yeah, it's probably like less strength, but it's a, it's a different game. So like female tennis is really interesting. If you look at um, female soccer, it, it had so much interest because it's a very different type of soccer. I'm an ex-rugby player, so I always find it funny when you have all these guys, soccer players, who are like all, like basically spending half of the game on the floor uh, whipping that they have like been kicked by another guy. But in female soccer, you don't have that. They actually play most of the time. It's like it's a really fun technical game to watch. So I think like it's also like going into that and like this new messaging and and we need advocates and like what you're doing is amazing advocating giving the voice to like highlight more like these these things that are different awesome so what encouraged your transition from finance to tech entrepreneur the way i transitioned was basically i i did some stuff in between like i was uh, I set up an angel investment platform. I invested a little bit in startups, but I had like no 
legitimacy to like choose the investments because I haven't hadn't been the founder at the time. Uh, but I was I started to get interested really into um, this like like tech potential and and it's, it's really more because I saw like this issue firsthand that I wanted to solve it and and that's how I started well they I you found a passion through your your love of sports and your your desire to really bring a voice to women and how we are represented in in the sports space in the training space so that's awesome and wild ai is needed um how did you put your team together where did you start what networks did you you know kind of integrate yourself into um or what resources did you have available to you to you know to bring this business plan into fruition so i i did have like some hints of uh experiences in different worlds and it definitely helped me get where to where i am today but i think um the team that we have is is exceptional so like mike it was the co-founder of clue which is they invented the word femtech and they have 12 million users and and yeah they really created this um the femtech um area and uh, so he joined because what we're doing is like you know a lot of companies in femtech are around either the periods or the the reproduction etc that's that's really interesting and it's a big part of life of women but that's not the only part of women. Like being a woman is every single day. And if you look at reproduction, like you know, when are you gonna ovulate? That's probably give or take eight years in the life of a woman. Like from the day you start thinking of having a baby to trying to have a baby to having one, two babies, three. It's like maybe like from the beginning to the end, eight years. So that's not super long in the lifetime of a woman. Obviously, like all these things are super important, core in the life of anyone having a child, but uh, there's a lot of other stuff that that are needed, and that's that's what we are doing, and that's what Mike got, like really interested as well. And like, and our mission is to help all women of all life stages, age, and ethnicity, and that's something that's really core in Mike's um, vision. So he joined us on that, and then Stacy Sims is like this reference in female physiology, female health, and we have like the same vision, bringing um, her research or research to women and at scale. And so we managed to build this incredible team because we're like so passionate and it's resonates so well as well with our members. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. I was talking today with um, uh, one of our, um, our team members and, and, and it's, it's so exciting. She was saying like how cool it is to work in a company uh, where we're really solving something that changes lives of people. And it's so exciting. So it's attracting the right people in a way is easy-ish because we it's it's if you love it it's absolutely an amazing company to work with and if you like sports it's like super fun you know like we we talk every day about like I don't know our bikes or our new shoes or like trackers and like um like a friend of mine David Miller he now is building a company like uh, he was an ex-pro cyclist and he's building his brand called Chapter Free I retail brand and like we're talking about like how to build it for women. It's like, it's, so it's just super fun as a company to work with. It's very empowering and energizing to to have a company that's so in line with your values and your passion. So congratulations to you. That's amazing. I love that too, Helene, because um, I'll use myself as an example. I've worked out my whole life. 
I, I love to be fit. I love to be active. I am past the point in my life where I'm having children. I've raised my children. And my husband has a wearable device now that tracks like his calories and and his heart rate and just his sleep and all those kinds of things. Um, but I love the idea of having an app for a device like that that can be tailored to my stage in life, you know, where I, I think it's more important than ever that I work out, that I stay lean, um, and that I'm, I remain healthy. So I wanted to find out, like, if I were to log in to your app, what are some of the metrics specifically that I could get? Like, could I get my calorie burn? Could I get my sleep cycle? Uh, what, what kinds of information would I be able to get? I use Neuroring. My O-ring tells me my body temperature and my resting heart rate and heart rate variability basically gives me a readiness score. And it tells me, oh, today your body temperature went up and your resting heart rate as well, so you're less ready, so you're going to get sick, which would probably be true if I was a man. But as a woman, my body temperature changes cyclically. And so it is inaccurate. So our idea is that these products or devices for women, they are not correct. And so like the idea is like for us to be able to work together. So we don't want to replace them. They've done like the, the wearables they've created is like a really hard job to do like hardware. So like, and, and the technicity they've put in is incredible. And so really respect their work. But the idea would be to combine actually our forces. So we will create an API so they can, if you are a woman, you would have your whoop and you would have your reading and then you would have it based on where you are in your menstrual cycle, or if you are not menstruating, if you are in perimenopause, it would be able to take that into consideration. And if you have different uh, type of very common uh, female conditions, such as polycystic ovary syndrome, 10% of women have it, PC, um, endometriosis, 10% of women have it. If you have these conditions, you would be able to input that as well, because it is so important in a women's life. So that's the idea. That's our dream uh, world. And then also the nap. We are, so some of the, these things that, that they have, like readiness and things like that, we, we will have uh, that. But what you have right now is uh, you log in, you get a plan for training, but still with a plan. And then we generate to you every single day uh, what to eat, how to train, how to recover. And then you do check-ins, um, how you feel, uh, did you eat the things, um, how hard was the training, how stressed you are, etc. And then we get the data from your wearable and that gives us an understanding of you and cycle after cycle, you learn about your own body and about your own symptoms. And then we get refined and our recommendations get better. Hey everybody, Sam McLean here from Inphase Audio, audio producer and editor for the We Get Real AF podcast. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, encouraging women and girls to step into emerging technologies and celebrating the accomplishments of those who do. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at McLean Sounds or check out my website, inphase.biz. Thanks for listening. When we were doing all our research on you, we came across um, some really great content. And one of them was a partnership that you recently have uh, with Adidas. Uh, so talk to us about that and any other exciting new partnerships that you have um, that are upcoming. Yeah, so Adidas uh, sponsored us because I think like it's aligned to their vision on like basically change sports and having sports with like women in it as well. And part of the part of the story. And so, it w yeah, we were really fortunate to, to have them sponsoring us. And, and now we are in conversations with a few players, but nothing announced yet. 
Awesome. Wild AI, uh, as of right now, is an app that works with which devices, just so that people know that if they have a certain device, they can go ahead and download the app. Um, or if they don't have the device, maybe they can look into getting that device. Yeah. So basically, first of all, like it's not available on the App Store. It's invite only and uh, with a waiting list. But you can sign up through the website. So it's wild.ai and then you enter your email and then there's a a process to get to get in the app. So that's the best way to get a, a access to the app. And uh, what we are doing now, so we, we have a device like Garmin or apps like Strava that we integrate with or Training Peaks. But we are, as you are signing up, you actually add the device you're using and we'll add those in it's it's in the in the coming weeks. Anyone can sign up and and they will have access to the app depending on the devices they have and depending on the demand. Great. Tell us tell us what your thoughts are, Helene, about what the future of fitness and sports training look like from a technology standpoint. What do you see in the future? Well the future I feel like, you know, when you like what I was saying earlier, like your sports, female sports, health, female sport health, and then you have like Adidas and Adidas women or Nike and I uh, Nike women. But you don't have like Nike men basically. So like if you look at Instagram uh, things, I'm like, well you know, so the default is the men world. And I think like that's not okay. Like I'm using emojis are uh, like I was using female emojis, but now I'm using emojis like with colored skins. And so people ask me a question. I'm like, well, you know, like I've been using dude uh, emojis all my life. And people of color, they've been using colors that are not theirs or their lives. So like it should be okay that we use a that. Or like if I go in the room now and I... And there's like three guys and a girl, I would say like, hey, girls. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's the same thing to guys. Like when someone tells me, hey, guy, I don't feel like you're talking to me, basically. And I think like it's the, the default uh, as a man. It's not OK. And I think like that's really what we're working towards. Like the man is not the default. The man is a man and it's great. And there's nothing against like doing research on men. But the woman is really important too. You know, it's infuriating when you think about that, the fact that everything has been built for men. And so I think like the future is like, it is not okay. And it's not okay as a little girl to hear like, oh, you're moody and bitchy and that thing is okay. Or like, you know, like run like a girl, you know, there was a campaign. Uh, it shouldn't be an insult. It's, it's great to be a woman. And part of my personal mission, like I didn't think it was cool to be a woman. So... I don't think that's okay. And um, part of my mission is like to for me to think it's cool. And that's what we're working towards, like really giving the tools, power and, and knowledge to all women to perform. So that's, yeah, that's the future that we work towards and hopefully we'll get not in 10 or 20 years, but now. Yeah, love that. And really, again, kudos to you for, for you know, taking a stand and, and doing something really proactive to make us all think about how women train and that it's every bit as valid and important to understand that as it has always been for men. Yes, isn't it, Maya Angelou? Every time a woman stands up for herself, she's standing up for all women. So uh, kudos, kudos, kudos. All right, Helene, this is the time in the show where we do our lightning round. Our lightning round is basically a round of questions slash exercises that we ask all of our guests to participate in just to get to know them on a personal level. Finish this sentence. Women are? Not men. (laughs) (laughs) That's very on brand. Yes. What are three pieces of advice that you would give your younger self, Helene? I would create more. 
So I think like we are cons consumers. Like we, I, I was reading a lot, etc. But I would create because everything I look of what I've created in the past, I love. That would be number one. And uh, number two, try out more industries. Like do more random stuff. I think I, I was, I was like, I was, I was educated to like thinking that like financial jobs, for instance, were really good and uh, and elite which is what I, I was aiming for. But I think I wish I had done like some random stuff a bit more. Like for instance, I don't know, I would have loved to spend like some holidays doing like woodcrafting or things like that. That's today I would love to have as, as, as side skills. Yeah, that's true. What is your current favorite application of Tech for Good? Tech for Good. Is my company Tech for Good? I like our company is Tech for Good. I'm... Uh, 100% biased, but I, I really think what we're doing really, really changes life. Women are like the messages we're receiving is so warm and like heartwarming that, yeah, I'm really proud of what we're doing. So, yeah, well, they are. Great. What issue do you hope technology will re help to resolve in the future? Closing the gender data gap. What inspires you, Helene? I think people who are super vulnerable and open and true to themselves like really inspires me. So, people, for instance, who are um yeah seeking and researching and 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 successful or, or or just have like chosen their path for success so it can be someone really in nature in the countryside and it's just like thriving and you see this smile on the face that's for me is like so inspiring and I, I really aspire to be like that as well I love that. And I totally mm -hmm. agree with you. Vulnerability is just something yeah. that I appreciate and just treasure more and more every day. What would you like to learn more about? I am obsessed by um, quantum computing. I find it fascinating and I don't know much about it. So I would love to know more about quantum computing. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> For any uh, quantum computing experts out there, we want we want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> quantum computing, the Cliff Notes version. <laughs> uh, Helene, describe the future in one word. Fun. We've already decided that women are not men. We started out with that, but I do want you to fill in the blank. Blank like a girl. Powerful like a girl. Mm, yeah. One word I really really love is confident. I think like a girl or woman who's confident is incredible. Unstoppable for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Helene, thank you so, so much for spending time with us today. Uh, we have high hopes for Wild AI and we love your passion to uh, bring women to the forefront and uh, that we deserve recognition and to be studied and to have devices that speak to us because we are just, you know, we're the unicorns of the universe. I'm convinced. So um, <laughs> please tell people where they can find out more about Wild AI and you online uh www.wild.aiwild.ai and we are also like twitter instagram and yeah really looking forward to have more women on the app and more men supporting us as well absolutely and again if people want to find out about the app or participate in it they can reach out to you and it's by invitation um, but what you're doing is amazing anything that can be done to help women train better and smarter we really appreciate so thank you so much for your time today thank you so exciting to be speaking to you too Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. 
Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.wegetrealaf.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. And we want to give a special thanks to Florence Lumsden, our associate producer for the We Get Real AF podcast. You can find Flo on LinkedIn at Florence Lumsden, L-U-M-S-D-E-N, or at her website, danceandflowproductions.com. That's D-A-N-C-I-N-F-L-O Productions. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women. <laughs>